The following audio was recorded at Stone Oak Bible Church. For more information about our church or for more resources, visit us at stoneoakbible.com. You know, um, God is good, right? Amen. Amen. Uh, and, and I'll start there. Uh, last Sunday, we got a wonderful uh, sermon from MD, and it was a Sons of Korah um, psalm, and I'm also doing one. And it was not planned. It just happened that way. And uh, um, that is sweet. Uh, but I do have to make this apology. Uh, in his psalm, if you remember, he talked about the Valley of Baca the valley of weeping. Uh, Today, my psalm is in that valley and going through that part. So this is not as upbeat (laughs) as most of the psalms that you will get. Um, But uh, nonetheless, it is something that spoke to me, and I hope that it speaks to you. Uh, I'd like to start by doing something a little bit different. Um, I'd like us to stand And I'd like us to read through this psalm together. Uh, You also are getting a a bonus today because um, you're getting two psalms instead of one. Uh, A lot of the commentators put Psalm 42 and 43 together. So we're going to read through 42 and 43 together. And uh, I just, I want to hear y'all read it together, to hear y'all's voices, to hear it together. Um, Every time I preach, which is only twice... Uh, I'm reminded of James 3.1, where it says, not many of you should inspire to be teachers. And I'm like, oh, here we are. So instead, uh, I was like, you know, I just need to fill the time with Bible reading. And then there's no heresy, and we're all good. So let's, let's do this. As a deer pants for the flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul's thirst for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night. While they say to me all the day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul. How I would go with the throng and lead them in the processions to the house of God. With glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude-keeping festival. Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? I hope in God, for he shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. My soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I remember you from the land of Jordan and of Hermon and from Mount Mazar. Deep calls to deep, At the roar of your waterfalls, all your breakers and your waves have gone over me. By the Lord's command, his steady, fast love. And at night, his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go in mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with a deadly wound in my bones, my adversaries taunt me. While they say to me all the day long, where is your God? Why are you cast down, O my soul? 
and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. 43. Vindicate me, O God, and defend my cause against an ungodly people from the deceitful and unjust man. Deliver me, for you are the God in whom I take refuge. Why have you rejected me? Why do I go about in mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy, and I will praise you with the lyre, O God, my God. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. Amen. Thank you. Y'all can be seated. Um, I love Psalms. Uh, if, if you had to tell me I had to be on a desert island and you could only have one book of the Bible with you, I would pick Psalms. Um, and so I, I love this time that we do this every summer. I think in Psalms, you can have everything you need in the Bible right there. Uh, it speaks to our hearts. It speaks to our minds. Um, it, it, it's so rich in theology. It's rich in song and beauty and, and honesty. Uh, it, it covers every emotion that we go through and every thought, all the thoughts that we have. Uh, today's psalm is categorized as a lament. It speaks of a believer in a spiritual drought. Um, overall, big picture, I appreciate this psalm's honesty of just as it pours out where this believer is. Um, this is also a kind of psalm that helps me believe in Christianity. Uh, if, if Christianity was just man-made, if this was just a religion that somebody put together and came up with, they wouldn't put this passage in there. They, they would be like, you know what? We don't, we don't need that. We don't want to... To, to touch on these areas, so these areas of depression, of longing, of being separated, of not feeling God's presence. Um, so I, I appreciate the honesty. This, to me, is a passage that tells me God is real. That's right? right? Um, amen. Um, it's, it's just something you don't talk about. Your tears being your only food. Not being able to sleep. Um, with this pandemic, we've all gone through a lot. In different ways. Um, separation. Loneliness. It's been difficult. And, and we've, I'm sure we've all been there. We've said, God, why have you forgotten me? So, um, and this is the place that this psalmist is in. This is where he is. Um, also, this psalm to me is a rich tapestry. Uh, you can visualize where he is. You can see this. Um, there's three big scenes. We first start off uh, kind of through verses one through five um, as thirst. And then it goes to despair. And then finally in verse 43, uh, chapter 43, pardon me, we go to prayer, which is a great 
in itself, there you go, <laughs> right? Um, ending in prayer is so good. Um, but let's, let's dive in. Let's get deeper. Um, let me look at, I just want to read those first four verses again myself. As a deer pants for the flowing stream, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night. While they say to me all the day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would go with the throng, with the procession to the house of God. Uh, Let me say something about a deer panting for water. Uh, As somebody who is a hunter, um, you know that deer don't come out during the day unless something calls them out. And so if you see a deer panting, he has thrown off hiding, he's come out, and he's dying of thirst. Um, You know, we, we, we think of the song, Panting for Water, and we don't see how desperate the situation is. He can no longer hide in the woods anymore. He's come forth. He's he's thrown off all abandon, and he is going for water. He's dying of thirst. Uh, It's something we don't think of. um, So it is a desperate situation. Sometimes today, as a modern reader, we don't think about how desperate that is. But that is an image that is very um, desperate. Uh, I also love verse 4, how he says, he recounts how he would go with a throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs, a praise, a multitude-keeping festival. Uh, This is what originally drew me to this psalm to preach today, is remembering those times when you're able to gather, when you are together with community in Christ. Um, I, I know for my wife and I, uh, when, when we met and got married, we had a wonderful church, a wonderful Christian community, a wonderful small group, and then we moved, and we didn't have a church, and we didn't have a community, and we kept trying to get connected, and we weren't, and we, we felt that uh, distance. Uh, we could think back to those times when it was good and we had that community. And now all of a sudden you're like, God, why am I here? <laughs> why am I in this desperate situation? Um, I'll also stop here and make a, a small plug. Uh, we are thankful now for the community group we're in. And if you are new to our church and are looking to get connected, let me just say it is so good to join a community group, uh, to be there with other believers, studying God's word, doing life together. Um, uh, So let me just encourage you. Uh, We have a large list of them. Um, You can go on the website and you can find them. But again, uh, that's what originally just drew me to this psalm, is remembering those times of, hey, I had community. I had Christian brothers encourage me. And now uh, I'm removed and I'm away from that. And I don't feel you, God. Where are you? Uh, It's hard. Um, Just to have that feeling of knowing where is he. And and it does come across as thirst, as a dryness. It is a drought. You're in a spiritual drought. Uh, And that's a difficult place to be in. Uh, But uh, as best you can, 
Uh, and this one, that's what drew us to this church, is the emphasis on community, of being together in community and spending time in his word together and, and, and sharing it not only just on Sundays, but in those small group settings, how good that is together. Um, it is so much appreciated. Uh, so that's, again, like I said, this is what drew me to this uh, psalm here uh, of, of, oh, how good it is to have that community. And I will say this too. There are times when you can be in community and not feel community. There are times when you can still be going to church and still feel a spiritual drought. There are times when there, there is uh, just a, a, a loneliness and a feeling of distance, and you still aren't feeling in that community. Let me encourage you, brothers and sisters, to press on. Um, these times of drought do come. Uh, as Christians, we're not told that there's ever going to be a spiritual drought. But there are spiritual droughts. This is something that uh, affects all of us. That there are those times of depression, of not feeling his presence. Uh, but I would say press on, continue to press in. Amen. All right. So from thirst and distance, um, it moves to more desolation and despair in verses 6 to 11. Let me read those. It helps me focus here. <clears throat> deep calls to deep. At the roar of waterfalls, at the breakers of your waves have gone over me. By the day, the Lord commands his steadfast love. At night, his song is with me. A prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go in mourning because of the oppression of the enemy. With the deadly wounds in my bones, my adversaries taunt me. While they say all the day long, where is your God? You're having that internal voice that speaks to you and says, I don't feel you, God. And then on the outside, you have the people pressing in who are saying, hey, where is your God? You, you, you are getting that from both sides. Uh, I, I will say this personally, uh, hearing it from the outside is much harder than hearing it from the inside, of not having that feeling of where is God in this situation? Where is he? Uh, I think it, it, it's good to note here um, how he, in verse uh, 6, uh, how he's... Um, after we having recalling, being in the congregation and praising God, he talks about how my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I remember you from the land of Jordan and of Hermon from Mount Mazar. So before he's at the tabernacle, he's with them. Now all of a sudden he's way off in northern Israel at the kind of the start of the Jordan River. He's in a place of desolation. He's in a New place, isolated. He's not any longer with the throng. He's feeling that distance. And it can be so hard. It, it is difficult to be in that area. Um, and then verse 7, of course, speaks to uh, the waves hitting upon him. Um, it's a scene of chaos. Uh, think throughout the Bible, all these times when you see waves, right? When you, when you see the disciples with Jesus on the water. Where are you, God? 
we're being cast around. We, we have no direction in this time. We're, we're, we're just bouncing around and we do not have direction, right? You're in that storm of life. Uh, nothing seems to settle into a routine. The waves are breaking over you. Um, sea scares me. <laughs> you go into a deep ocean and all of a sudden there's no landmarks. You're, you're in this place where you don't know where you're going and if you're going to make it through. Um, it's, it's difficult. Uh, and again, all the time, hearing from the outside, where is your God? Where is he? <sighs> However, our psalmist doesn't stay there. Uh, in in ver- uh, chapter 43, it, it moves to prayer. He starts to pray to God. Things he prays. Vindicate me. Defend me. Deliver me. And most importantly, lead me in your light and your truth. Um, during these times of thirst and despair, it cannot be overemphasized prayer. It is so important that we pray. Personally, I struggle in this area. Uh, when things get tough, it is hard to pray because in my mind, I have to think about what I'm going through. <laughs> and, and you don't, you, you, you kind of want to put your head down and just kind of bull on through. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to, to pray because the more I pray, the more I'll think about it. And if we're honest with ourselves, part of it's a lack of faith. We're afraid, what if I pray and God doesn't show up? What if God doesn't do anything in this time? Where will I be then? But it is important that we pray, that we continue to press in, though it not be easy that we pray in these times. So, again, prayer. It is so important, yet it is so hard. I know it's hard. It is hard to pray. Um, I think only Jesus had it mastered. Uh, the rest of us, it, it, it is something that we have to daily struggle to do, um, to, to continually be in prayer. Um, it's, again, it's so easy to just put our heads down, to just kind of plow on. Um, but it is well worth it. So, as we go through that, as we read this psalm, as we talk about, honestly, being in a place of drought, being in a place of spiritual depression, where we don't feel God, what are our takeaways? First, I think we look at verse 4 and how... He pours out his soul. It is important for us to pour out our soul, to to just get it all out. Um, So many times we have that small voice in the back of our heads when we're stressed, speaking to us, saying to us, you're failing, you're not making it, you're not making it as a parent. You're not making it at work. But it is good to then pour out your soul, to say to God, here are the things that I am struggling with. 
here's what I'm going through. Um, to, To take those little voices in the back of your head out of the shadows, bring them forth forward, and to just speak these things out. Pour out your soul to God. Say, God, these are the things that are breaking my heart. This is the things that are keeping me awake at night. This is what I'm losing sleep over. But we don't stay there. That's right. Um, it's important then that we, we start a self-dialogue that we then, after pouring out this that's in our heart, that's in our mind, that we then talk back to ourselves, that we say, remember our God, remember what he's done, that we start this dialogue. Uh, Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones has the following quote, the main art in the matter of spiritual living is to know how to handle yourself. You have to take yourself in hand. You have to address yourself. You have to preach to yourself. You have to question yourself. To, to just speak back to each other, to himself. I think the best uh, example of this is in verse 8, how he says, um, pardon me, yes, he preaches to himself in uh, uh, verse 8, and he says, why are you cast down? By day, the Lord commands his steadfast love. At night, his song is with me. I, a prayer to the God of my life. Having that self-dialogue, remembering God's steady um, love. And again, I, I, I'm going to keep emphasizing it. The next thing we do is we pray. Prayer. Uh, it, it's so important. Uh, I just wanted to go through a few verses that um, speak to the importance of prayer. Devote yourself to prayer. Being watchful and thankful. That's Colossians 4.2. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. That's 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 and 18. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Matthew 26, 41. Therefore, I want men everywhere to pray, lifting up holy hands, Without anger or dispute, 1 Timothy 2 8. Lastly, we direct our hope to God. As it's highlighted throughout this psalm, the same refrain every time where it says, Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. At the end of each one of these scenes that we see, that is the refrain Hope in God. For I shall again praise him. We redirect ourselves away from uh, ourself and to God. We, we spend time on these, but then we, we redirect ourselves to him. Um, and it, it, it's so important that we, we, we do this. Um, hope is important. That's right. <laughs> uh, It's in God's top three, right? Uh, With faith and love. But it's it's there, right? Love's number one, but hope made the top three. It's important. 
Uh, R.C. Sproul says the following about hope. We often use the term hope to refer to something that may or may not happen. That's how we do it today. But scripture views hope as a sure thing. Indeed, hope is related to that which we do not see. But that does not make that for which we hope any less real than if we could see it right now. Hope is not taking a deep breath and hoping things are going to turn out all right. It is assurance that God is going to do what he says he will do. So that's the difference between hope as we use it in our everyday life and God's hope. Randy, could you throw up the very last slide I have? It's a visual. Yep, perfect. Uh, I I wanted to use this uh, analogy, leave you with this one. So what you're seeing here is a picture that tracked the bullet holes on World War II bombers uh, for the Allies. Um, At first, the military, when they took this data and, and they saw everything... They wanted to reinforce those areas that had the most holes. Because, you know, the ground crews were telling them uh, this is where the most damage is on the returning planes. Until a Hungarian-born Jewish mathematician, I have a photo there of, Abraham Wall pointed out that this was the damage on planes that made it home. The Allies should armor the areas where they do not have dots at all because... Those are the places where the planes won't survive when hit. This phenomenon is called survivorship bias, a logic area where you focused on the things that survived when you should really be looking at the things that didn't. Our focus needs to be on our hope in God. Amen. That's where we need to focus. But so often, we focus on where we see the holes. Um, think of Thomas. He was focused on the holes. He wanted to see those holes. Um, He wanted to touch those holes. But instead, Jesus tells him, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. That's you guys. You continue to believe. So, when you're in these times of spiritual drought, uh, depression, remember... One, pour out your soul. Start a self-dialogue. Speak back to yourself. Oops. My ears. Pray. Get on your knees and pray. Redirect your hope to God. And throughout all of this, we need to also remember this. Um, If you have kids or you have grandkids, or you know some kids in your neighborhood, you should definitely get them the Jesus storybook. And it says in that storybook, we love reading it to our kids, every story whispers his name. There was somebody who was dying of thirst. There was somebody who felt separation. There was somebody who prayed. Our Lord and Savior went before us and is here for us. And the things that you are suffering today, the things that you are going through, he's already been through. That's right. He's here for you, each and every one of you. And the difficulties you face, he's already been through them. That's right. So know that he is here for you. 
That's the sermon. <laughs> That's it. Um, it's hard, these times of depression, these times of spiritual drought. But press on, and if you can, get into community. Get into a group. Put your hope in God. Uh, I'm going to end with a benediction, and then Caitlin will lead us in uh, praise. Thank you. Let me lead us here. You may stand. Come on. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you brainless before the presence of his glory and great joy, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. Thank you.